0: Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. 52 degrees here in Northeast Pennsylvania at 510 on this Friday, February 9th, 2024. And like every Friday, it's time for Do I Have a Case with Attorney Keith Figure to the Figured Law Group. Keith, thanks for joining the Rob O'Donnell Show today.
1: How you doing, Rob? And as I always say, always my pleasure.
0: <laughs> it is always is. Do you have any big plans for Super Bowl weekend?
1: Uh yeah, I'm probably gonna go up to a, a friend, a friend of mine's uh, ranch, and they have a little Super Bowl party.
0: There you go. You can't but, beat that. What did, any team prediction? Do you did? Who's uh, your...
1: I I don't have any uh any choice in team to be honest with you
0: all right, well, that's good. Jake would hung up on you if you picked wrong so it's probably good you didn't okay, let's go with today's first question. uh I had a five hundred I've had a five hundred gallon propane tank on my property since I purchased this house using the same propane supplier since then. I recently shopped around for better prices, but my current company says I could not have another company fill my tank unless I could prove that the tank was owned by me, which I have no proof of. I then asked the company to prove via documentation that I didn't own the tank and that it was in fact their property that I was either renting, leasing, or using as a condition of service, and they cannot as well. What options do I have from here to avoid having the tank removed and replaced by a new service provider?
1: All right, so this is in staying in line with a lot of the prior questions again, very complicated as there's a number of areas, uh, or I should say issues that arise. Um, The 1st, 1, with regard to this question is, is the sale of the property. Um, If there is no contract or any other type of documents to establish ownership that the supplier can provide um then it would look to the sale of the property to see whether or not there was a disclosure what were the discussions regarding that propane tank Um, if it was failed to disclose is that something that would allow for that owner to claim that it was sold with the property Um, they would also have to check uh, local and state laws to see if there's any exceptions to the transfer of that type of property maybe the propane company um, even the absence of documents uh, based on the services, if there's an identification, it might allow them to put a lien on the property. Again, there's a lot of issues there. The bottom line is, um, and even if there is a right of the owner to claim that it is theirs, it doesn't mean the supplier cannot still drag them into court, which then now they're going to have to hire an attorney. And that could be costly. That could end up costing more than just having another supplier provide another tank on the property. So the best thing I would recommend in this case is if you're really having an issue, you really want to speak probably with a, an attorney specialized in property uh, or real estate law um, initially and or contract, because those are going to be the two things that govern here is the sale of the property at the time uh, of the purchase of the home, and then whether or not there is any contract overseeing um, what the rights of the individual were of the lesser or lessee.
0: Okay. Uh, second question now, um, are do-not-compete clauses legal in Pennsylvania? How can a company I no longer work for prevent me from making a living? Can I use a do-not-compete clause as a reason for lack of employment for unemployment benefits?
1: All right, and In regards to this question um, and this particular issue, um, these types of matters involve Uh, very fact specific and it's going to be determined on a fact by fact basis so in terms i don't know that there's one set standard as far as how the courts are going to interpret non-competition agreements Um, but in terms of i guess just generally speaking so that people know what a non-competition agreement is it's uh, basically a contract or a promise by employees to refrain from competing against their former employee for a time after their employment relationship ends. Um, And since most states permit employers to reject applicants or terminate employees who refuse to sign non-compete agreements, employees usually have little or no choice but to accept them. Um, And the problem is, is once the employee accepts the non-compete, it survives the life of the employment relationship and then lives on to restrict the employee from engaging in uh, the defined. Uh, work that's uh, defined within that agreement now um, the problem with non-compete agreements is they can narrow career paths they can block opportunities and force employees to stay in undesirable jobs and they also have an impact on third parties such as customers and or patients the problem is is that under Pennsylvania law uh, the courts uh, typically enforce contracts I mean they basically uh, determine if you reviewed the contract and you agreed to its terms, they're going to enforce it. However, um, even though you, an individual employee may have signed a potential non compete, um, the courts will, and this is why I say it's on a fact by fact basis, review it to determine whether or not the enforcement is unreasonable. Um, so basically, what the court has to do is balance between the enforcement of the agreement and uh, the, ne- the necessity to protect the legitimate interest of the employer some legitimate interests would include a customer base trade secrets uh, employers investing in training or education so again if you real if you have a non compete the best time to really uh, determine what your rights are and how that would impact you would be before you sign it now would be the time to get uh, legal advice so you understand what you're really signing and how it's going to impact you. Um, and if you didn't, then I would recommend, you know, you talk to an attorney as soon as possible. Because the other thing is is these aren't going to be cases that an attorney takes on a contingency basis. Um, It's going to be an hourly or flat rate and it could be very costly.
0: All right. I know I've seen a couple of these cases and like you said on a case by case basis go either way as court decisions, especially when it comes to doctors and medical issues here in, in in northeast Pennsylvania specifically. Correct. Um, And the last question here. Can you walk us through the best practices to perform during a vehicle accident, both with or without injuries? What steps should someone take to ensure their property is covered as well as any future legal possibilities if needed? So I guess, you know, you get into a car accident. What's the best practice for me to do or tell my family to do?
1: Right, and this is important to know, and this is actually one of the areas I specialize in. Um, but anytime you get in an accident, regardless of the situation, the first thing you want to do is ensure your safety and well being as well as uh, those in the vehicle. And what I mean by that is um, if you're in the roadway and it's safe or you're able to move, I mean, depending on the extent of injuries, you always want to try to remove yourself from the roadway. I mean, you, I'm sure most of the listeners, as well as yourself, just heard of the the catastrophic accident on 81 where the the ladies got out of the vehicle to assess the damage and and they got hit by a tractor trailer and that's the problem is these trucks can't stop especially if they have a heavy load so the first thing is you really want to ensure your safety and well-being now once that is done you want to contact authorities you always want to if possible um, to have police issue a report Um, and I believe there was a question if you couldn't issue a report, and i did go through that on a prior question, Um, but aside from having authorities come to the scene, you wanna try, and again, if it's safe uh, for you to do so, gather information of other drivers involved, including their name, contact details, insurance information. You wanna document the accident scene as best as possible, taking pictures. Um, You do not wanna move your vehicle, uh, especially if, uh, depending on how the accident happened, maybe they crossed over a line um, that can be something that uh, determines who is at fault. Um, and in PA, you have contributory negligence. So you, uh, as, uh, you can be contributory negligent. Um, it's also crucial to make sure you seek medical attention, even if you don't necessarily have injuries, um, just so that you can notify your, uh, and have a record that you were in the accident. And to the extent that your injuries worsen, um, it, it provides evidence that you need to present later on in your case to substantiate those injuries. Now, um, the reason you might want to reach out to an attorney early on with regard to these cases is a lot of times an attorney or a firm, uh, such as myself, will have an investigation team. And with regard to whether it be these complex accidents or um, not to mention, there may be other issues that have caused or contributed to the accident, such as road conditions, signage, potential mechanical failures, Um, which would provide for additional insurance and or coverage. Um, And you really only have a short time to get this investigative team to that site to be able to preserve that evidence, whether it be video uh, footage or otherwise. Um, And, of course, what that evidence uh, does in terms of Uh, assisting the injured party is it strengthens their case and makes it more likely of obtaining fair compensation for their medical expenses, lost wages, pain and suffering, and or other damages that are recoverable. Um, So again, so this is something where I think a lot of common sense, but in that situation, um, you know, you might not be thinking clearly, but it's uh, merely a matter of preserving the evidence as best as possible, and then reaching out to somebody experienced that can handle these claims that can then make sure that you're doing what you need to to preserve the evidence moving forward.
0: And if you missed a step, you, the lawyer or the team can get the, maybe make up for that and get the information that you may be omitted because of the stressful situation, because of your, your injury or whatever there is there.
1: For sure. And make sure they're seeing the right doctor. I mean, a lot of times, you know, the, the, they might only be treating with their family doctor. They don't realize the family doctors, the low guy on the totem pole, not to say anything bad about family doctors, but they're always going to defer to a specialist. So if you only treat with a family doctor your whole time, they're going to send you, the insurance company is going to send you to a specialist. So you're really not being the doctor, you should be, in if you have injuries. So there's a lot of stuff like that you, that if you haven't been involved with litigation, you're not really sure how it affects you.
0: Absolutely. Keith, and if anyone wants to get in touch with you to talk about their case privately or offline, how do they do that?
1: And they can contact me directly at 570-954-9299 uh, through my webpage, which is figuredlaw.com, and then my email, which is Keith at figuredlaw.com.
0: And again, if you want to submit a case for uh, question for Do I Have a Case, you can contact me at robert.odonnell at odyssey.com. That's robert, O E B R O B E R T dot o d O'Donnell, o n n e l l at odyssey.com, at A U D A C Y dot com. And we'll get the questions to Keith uh, at one of our segments coming up. Keith, I appreciate you joining us this week. Thanks for the information.
1: I appreciate it as well. You take care enjoy Rico and enjoy your weekend, Rob. You too. Thank you.